Welcome back to On Top with Jack Mehoff. I'm Jack Mehoff, and I've been told by the powers that be at University Radio that I must start today's episode with a deep monologue about the meaning of being trans, even though I'm in hiding from my past vessels in a secluded location. Very meta. I really wish I could tell you where I was. You know, I was raised to be isolated. I didn't need any sort of affection. The campus hugmeister who roams the grounds of our fair university as we speak knew to give me just a simple salute before moving on to his next huggy. My prior vessels were perfect in their detachment from feeling, well, anything. Whether that be love, sadness, the ominous feeling you get when you're in the ominous planes outside of campus, or so incredibly overwhelmed that everything starts feeling like you're living your life inside a tunnel. I'm sorry for the silence. I was making sure my cover wasn't blown. You know, living and hiding is... <laughs> It is crazy, especially when you have an AI. Pretty sure that makes it easy for me to be tracked. But I'm usually paranoid about normal stuff. Will our Hilltoppers baseball team win the pennant despite no and five start? Will the office ever get that reboot on Peacock? Will the January Madness tournament ever end? I mean, our Lady Hilltoppers are now in the semifinals, by the way. We're going up against the Ohio State University Buckeyes. Um... You know, I've just noticed that we've had an overwhelming amount of Ohio-based opponents during our run, and uh, is that weird? You know, I think about normal paranoia. But ever since I've assumed the vessel of Jack Mehoff, my life has been nothing but honestly pretty overwhelming. It's nice and easy to fall into the stereotypes of something. It's cathartic in many ways, because you don't have to worry too much. <laughs> you just play a role. Everyone sees you as that role, and it's just easier, like so much easier. Isn't it crazy that we prioritize comfort over expression? And for what? My AI says fear, self-preservation, uh, survival. And look, I I've been afraid before. I I've seen the Hellgate. I've been brainwashed by a pep squad. I've had to listen to hours of film festival coverage from Patty Cake, Patty Cake Podcast Man and Blake Blank Slate. Okay, that's scary stuff. But ever since Jacqueline has returned, and um, I guess Jackie and Jay too, I've, I've had to put aside my feelings and thoughts about Sarah sports and the potential that the pep squad still haunts me from within myself, like that mind flare thing is still haunting Will and Stranger Things. And you know what? That doesn't make any sense to me because he escaped from the Upside Down, right? And I thought that they killed the thing in like season three in the mall or whatever. I'm sorry for the spoilers, but it's been three years. I've always felt wrong. You know, Jay wasn't right. Jackie was better. Jacqueline was almost perfect. And Jack is Jack. You know, being me is like this permanent out-of-body experience. I'm always like observing myself, how I act, how my chest looks, where my voice sits, gauging my mood like a doctor who's frantically trying to save something during heart surgery. You know, and I've had the strength to power through all of these thoughts, and that's just a giant lie, like this massive lie I tell myself so I can feel better. Because when it boils down to it, I'm scared to be perceived at all. At all. You know, if I looked like Jacqueline, I would be judged by literally everyone in a very terrible way, like all the time. 
through DMs, comments, ratings, bad jokes from the guys at Alpha No Beta. It, you know, it would feel worse than being in the lab with Dr. Brandon. Dr. Brandon. I haven't said that name in years. Jacqueline? Jacqueline? If you're close, knock once. Uh, if you're really close, knock twice. Honestly, losers, this is what being trans is. Paranoia. <laughs> well, I mean, my experience of being trans, you know, as my cisgender straight ally of a woman partner, Sarah, reminds me, everyone can have drastically different experiences. That's true. You know, being trans can be beautiful, totally electric when you are fully, you know, when you're complimented and addressed as the right name, the right pronouns, the right nicknames, you feel seen, desired, appreciated acknowledged close your eyes losers think about the last time you were appreciated for something maybe you scored the winning pinfall in white auditorium maybe you only cheated on one question in your defense against the bad bitches exam maybe you finally got out of bed maybe you finally took a breath and someone was there to acknowledge that doesn't that feel nice I think it does but those moments are fleeting. Most of the time, I find myself dreaming of not hearing thousands of voices in my head trying to decide what shirt to wear and thinking about the societal implications of that decision. It's just kind of wild and crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I keep trying to chase this high of gender euphoria, baby. <laughs> Hopefully I'll find that sooner rather than later. Is that you? Okay, folks, it's time for me uh, to use the training that I've got in my Defense Against the Bad Bitches class to overwhelm my past vessels. Um, but in the event that I don't make it through to the other side of this podcast, I have uh, two things to say. The first is legally required of me, no matter how much danger or how what mental crisis that I could be in. Um, and that, of course, is thanking my beautiful partners over at Applebee's, who really want you to know that they are bringing back the 31st most popular menu item from a mash.com article last updated in 2021. Yep, that is right. They are bringing back the classic buffalo chicken wedge salad to great pleasure <laughs> from your friend Jack Mehoff. Affectionately described as chunky and clunky from Applebee's fans, uh, this salad consists of chunks of a head of lettuce topped by bits of tomato, small slices of celery, and lots of red onion, tossed haphazardly by the finest chefs Applebee's have had in years. Of course, the main attraction are the generous-sized cubes of buffalo chicken, shaped directly from Applebee's buffalo chicken wings. With a breadstick on the side, I am sure that you will wrestle your way to a wonderful experience. For a genuinely confusing salad experience, I need you to head on over to Applebee's, where you're eating good in the neighborhood. And the second thing I want to say is, if you need to find me, losers, I won't be hard to find. I hope you can read a map or whatever you need for these. 38 point oh five one seven eighty four point four nine three three